Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part three in our conversation on hope. We hope you enjoy. I don't know about you. I've really, and we talked about this in an earlier podcast, but I've been really trying to look at pain through the lens of uh, it being one of my greatest teachers. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I think, I don't know about you, but I I just try to avoid it a lot of the time, right? Um, And I know Mm -hmm. we're sitting here supposed to be talking about hope. But I do agree with you that these things go together, but I try to avoid pain. And the reality is um, that that doesn't allow me to learn. And um, if I really pay attention to my pain, I think it's, I think it's one of the greatest teachers. I actually think that's one of the main purposes of pain, you know, is Mm -hmm. to teach us, um, teach us about our needs, teach us about, I mean, even as a Christian, right. I think that pain is, is a signpost for, Hey, I can't get everything I want and need on my own. I need something else, um, i.e. God, mm. um, a relationship with Christ and, um, and his spirit to, 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 to give me what I need. I, I can't, you know, um, the guys at Crosspoint, they call it, you know, self-preservation. Like I can't, I can't get my needs met by myself on my own. Um, and I think pain is an indicator of that as well as a teacher. Um, what, you know, so instead of being so down on myself or down on the situation, I'm really trying hard to, to, to kind of flip the script and be like, you know what, what is there to learn here? What is there to learn in this uncomfortable feeling of pain in Mm -hmm. this, in this situation that maybe didn't go the way that I wanted it to? Yeah. I think, um, just as much as pain is connected to hope, um, something that was, that we talked about, uh, on that, that Wednesday event we were at our ability to have an imagination and creativity. I mean, there's a reason why we enjoy movies, good books, um, music is it requires imagination to think like somebody is expressing something, painting a different picture. Yep. And that's, it's why we, we, I guess we have these connections to things like that. And hope is very directly, another one it's connected to is our ability to imagine or reimagine our story, our future story for ourselves. So yeah. instead, if, if, that, if that narrative we have in our brain or just like our constants, like I am this, or I am, uh, I am lazy, I'm not going to win, this isn't going to work out. You're imagining the future. You don't know if it's going to happen. So this, in the same vein, you can imagine a different future. Like this will work out better than it did yesterday. Yeah. I will get better at this. We don't know if you're going to get better at this, but if you're, if you use your imagination, like that is how we start building on hope is having an imagination. And if someone is hearing this and they're like stuck and they're like, I have a hard time imagining a, a more beautiful story for my future. That's what other people are for. Cause people see our, people see us differently than we see ourselves. And when we are low on hope. We need to have those relationships with other people that can give us a hope that we sometimes can't see. Yeah. And I think, I think as, um, as, as people that lead others, we have to remember that hope is one of the greatest gifts we can give others. And for anyone listening, just know you, you have people around you that look up to you and that you can speak into, um, and, and a leadership capacity, and maybe you don't see yourself as a leader, but you are to someone. Mm-hmm. And one of the greatest gifts you can give people is hope. Like I was meeting with a guy earlier today 
And it's just obvious that one of one of his greatest struggles is just this deep-rooted, deep-seated struggle with rejection. Um, just always trying to protect himself from rejection or the or the potential rejection that he might face. And and he gets stuck in that. And it, and it keeps him from intimacy with others and it keeps him from joy and it keeps him from hope. And he needs somebody to come alongside him and say, hey, can you imagine a future where you were, where you were loved and accepted? Um, where you loved and accepted yourself? Where God loves and accepts you? And maybe even others might love and accept you. And and I think as as leaders, we have to do this to ourselves too, obviously. But um, can we can we imagine a future that's better than where we are? Because without that, right, that's where we get stuck. We can't change without that kind of imagination. We can't change without that kind of hope. Yeah, and also, uh, I think we see. We often see day in and day out in the conversations we have, Wes, is hope, a lack of hope. Or so, like, if you have too much hope or too little hope, you're missing an amount of honesty or truth in yourself. You're either lying to yourself and saying things will never get better, or you're lying to yourself and saying things are the best that they've ever been and they're always going to be this way. Neither of those are true. Mm-hmm. So, but that doesn't mean that, like, oh, we need to really, like, that doesn't mean if you know somebody who's, you know, living in one of those two delusions, it doesn't mean we need to like, you know, negatively like bring that person down and say like, here are all these negative things. It's like, no, we're Mm -hmm. talking about being more honest with ourselves. So it often feels, uh, it feels kind of backwards to be honest to someone who is super over the top hopeful or like way below the bar where they're just really pessimistic. But Mm -hmm. The thing that's missing from both of those is honesty. So yeah. someone who's just ridiculously pessimistic, it's always like, this never works out. It's always the worst. Things are only going to happen. Like No one likes being around those people. And what we're talking about, what Wes, you're talking about is as a leader or just someone who cares for somebody else is offer that person honesty. Yeah. Honesty. And yep. that's how you build hope or, or create appropriate hope. Because in reality, I I know we talk an awful lot about the two extremes, like an exaggerated or diminished relationship with hope, an exaggerated relationship with hope. If you know someone like that, and I'm speaking at it, I'm typically that person. It's not too much hope. It's uh, I am so terrified of the lack of hope that I have that I over, that I like exaggerate things Mm because I don't want to deal with the truth. And the tr- I think the truth is going to be much worse than it actually is. Yeah. Yeah. There's fear there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the way out of that is honesty. The way out of that is honesty. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back with part four in our conversation tomorrow. We'll see you then.